Thank you for tuning in to another uh, Football Logic episode. Today is kind of a serious note. Um, recently, we lost Dwayne Haskins, and then in even recent news, we've lost Marion Barber. Um, his cause of death is unknown currently uh, as of this episode, but a lot of us are um, linking it to a possible CTE episode now. CTE, before we get on, CTE uh, from the NHS.UK website is a a progressive brain condition that's thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussions. Um, It is primarily in contact sports, boxing, American football, MMA, anything where the head um, is making a lot of heavy movements, uh, where the brain is moving within the skull cavity. Now, where I, you know, one when a player of Marion Barber's caliber uh, of hard nose running helmet style he wears, uh, he wore, um, is linked to believe. And a Terrence Newman interview on what he saw prior to uh, his passing was, you know, three years ago, he said he looked at, he was, he was, saw him, um, Marion Barber, I'm sorry, I was reading something here for a second. He saw Marion Barber walking down the street three years ago in the rain. Um, and he looked like a completely different person. He was, he looked homeless and he looked uh, like he could hurt someone. He would hurt someone if he did. Um, unfortunately, uh, that was the about the only, you know, the last time he saw him. Um, and then he's recently passed. Now, uh, a lot of this, I, I'm getting distracted because on, on Wiki, I have something up here for some information and I was looking at some names. Um, but in this situation, you know, CTE is a very serious thing. Now, when you play a contact sport, um, a lot of us who play it believe, I, you know what, I don't want to even say that. I want to say, you know, I believe um, when you decide, hey, I'm going to play American tackle football. You verbally and mentally sign an agreement saying, I am putting my life at risk, um, my long-term health and my short-term health. When I put when I put these helmets on, and I put these pads on, I know I can get a concussion. I know I could tear a ligament. I could break a bone. I could, you know, hurt myself. Uh, and that is a reason why um, you have players who refuse to let their younger family members or younger sons or younger daughters who want to play football, they won't play contact football. They say, you know what, I'll let them play football. They'll play um, flag football where if they get a concussion, it's because they jumped for a ball and they fell and they landed funny and they'll get one concussion. You know, if they get a concussion, it'll be one concussion in a five-year span or a very light span where, you know, accidents do happen. Um, and, and with this case, you know, when you go from NFL stardom, even if you're a third string, you know, third string player, you're a prominent player in the NFL. Um, you go from that to retirement to where you're virtually, I don't want to say a nobody, but you don't see a whole lot of NFL players making it big, um, from start to finish. Very few do, unless you're going to end up being a analyst, work for ESPN, or work for the NFL, or open up your own shop or whatever. Now, you know they don't, and they don't watch their players. I do believe, you know, American football. 
I believe it is as safe as it's ever been with the helmet technology, with um, the tackling, with the rules. Some of it we may not agree with because it changes the way we remember things. We remember hard hitting hits, head snapping back, people just getting ripped to the ground, but that's not the case anymore. Uh, now we're starting to see the generation of players that played in the 90s, that played in the late 80s, early 90s, into the late 90s, who wore those VSR4s, those very old helmets that are banned now, who are, that are linked to heavy usage, heavy usage and concussions um, that are now seen as as risks for CTE. Now, I have a, li a list that's incomplete of um, players. I'm just going to read this. Former players with CTE confirmed post-mortem. A common definitive test currently... Uh, can be made only by examining the brain tissue of a deceased victim as the families of many deceased players wish to keep their medical information private as so um, the following list is incomplete a brain injury study conducted at the boston university school of medicine showed that 33 of 34 players tested post-mortem show showed cleared signs of cte and additional players have so far been confirmed with cte separately a new list released in november 2016 mentioned cte in 90 of 94 brains of former and deceased nfl players in july 2017 a new study showed that 110 of 111 brains examined showed signs of cte and below is a list of i don't want to count how many of notable players uh post-mortemly uh confirmed to have ctes uh players like uh, dwight clark um uh, Aaron Hernandez, Vincent Jackson, um, Junior Seau, and now we have to add to the list, you know, Kenny Stabler, and then add to the list now, Marion Barber. Um, there's players that have been suspected to have CTE, but because their family did not want to release medical information or, or so on. Um, former player, living players that have CTE or ALS or reporting symptoms. And these players are like, you know, Lance Briggs, believe it or not, Lance Briggs is on this list, Tony Dorsett, Brett Favre, Steve Gleason, um, Dwight Harrison, Larry Johnson, a lot of these big name players that, you know, we all grew up watching. And now the NFL is going, it does have an active lawsuit against, or play, former players have an, against, uh, an active lawsuit against the NFL. And this list, I'm telling you right now, it is huge. Um, I mean, you could hear me scrolling. So, you know, look up CTE, you know, get the YouTube or get the YouTube, get the, the Wikipedia if you want to actually take a look at them, some of these players. But there needs to be something where these players are being watched. These players have by by a contractual agreement that they signed their first day in the NFL going forward where they have to go for medical checkups for brain scans so they can catch this stuff early. Now, with a brain disease if you in case you can call it a disease um like this it is impossible to stop but you can make it so that these players these people can live a life of some type of normalcy uh, i don't think it's something that will ever happen but you know if we were able to catch it with marion barber a little earlier will he still be the same probably not he'd still be the same person that he was right now but we, he'd be alive we'd be able to talk about who he is not who he was um if it comes out that that is a cause of death to a lot of other players uh, past and future and present 
Um, the NFL needs to take a stand on this and what they're going to do. They, they're doing the right thing by currently trying to change the game, um, pushing helmet companies to design safer helmets. Every year they come up with a list of banned helmets, of helmets not recommended to wear in the top five safest helmets by the Virginia uh, Tech rating system. Um, and some companies, um, there's a company called Light Helmet. I can't remember what they were called at the time that because their helmet scored so low on the Virginia Tech program, they oh, they were called SG helmets, that's right. Um, they pulled their stock and rebranded completely. And now is this very safe helmet. Uh, that's actually something I've been, I just saw recently and I want to actually get in there and and do something with and talk. I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to get a hold of anyone to talk to, but um, I'd be able to do an episode on them. But you look at Riddell, shut um Rawlings pulled their helmets because they were not able to make the technology to make that or that technological leap with the NFL. So they pulled out and stayed with baseball. Um, you see, Vices came out with a new helmet, and it's just a new helmet company in general. And Zenith, all these companies are trying to make it so it's safer for these players and these kids who want to be aspiring football players. Uh, I myself was one of those kids. I wanted to be an NFL player. Um, I was sat down and talked to by my dad and my mom about you know, as a kid about how unsafe tackle football can be. My sister who works in the medical field uh, is very, you know, now if you are listening to this, I do apologize. I'm not never really sure on what you do. Um, Does a lot with brain and brain conditions. And me and her have very extensive conversations about CTE and and, um, brain diseases and football. So, you know, if you do play football, this is not an episode to say don't play tackle football. If you do understand the risks that you take, and I hope the NFL does something for these players because players like Marion Barber, uh, generational players that we all grew up, he was someone that we grew up to watch and love watching every day. Um, I still, to this day, what strikes me is when Junior Seau passed away and how devastated I was. Now, I wasn't a Junior Seau, you know, a, a Chargers fan or a New England fan when he played, but I, I was a junior Seau fan. I knew of him. He was another guy that I watched um, when I knew he was on the field. And then growing up playing football, I would watch highlight videos of him before I went and played football, whether it be tag, uh, two-hand touch, tackle, flag, whatever. I watched his highlights to get myself pumped. So um, just remember there was always a risk in something that you do, especially in a high-contact high sport. Um I'm sure with these episodes, I will come up with more and more episodes as uh, unfortunate players pass away um, and safety concerns pop up. But I will do an, I do want to do an episode on the light helmet and the Virginia Tech rating this year. So thank you very, guy, very much, guys, for stopping by. Um, that's all I got.